Greetings. Blog Talk Radio. This call could not be completed because you're trying to reach a Skype user. This call could not be completed because you're trying to reach a Skype user. Greetings, my fellow Belizeans. Uh, this is my, I believe, my sixth show, and um, I'm very happy to be with you, my listening audience, again. Um, today, I promise we should have a dynamic show. I want to greet everyone in the name of peace, which is a universal greeting from all the prophets. I also want to wish everyone a happy Saturday morning, and I hope that everyone is in good health and good strength as this day progress. Now, again, this show is meant to reach an audience that appreciates the truth, an audience that appreciates hard-hitting commentary, an audience that appreciates the fact that we are not going to get caught up within the narrow trajectory of partisan politics. Okay, this uh, this this is what this show is all about, and um, I want everyone to know that uh, that um, we are we are it's okay for us to have intellectual disagreements and philosophical differences, but it should not detract from the fact that we are one people. And I think that is very important that we, you know, that that um that um that we get that out there because people tend to want to pigeonhole us into a particular uh ideology because they don't understand um you know what what is it that we are trying to accomplish. So I don't want that to be the case. And um it takes a lot of effort and time that goes into doing these show because it takes a lot of preparation and it's not just something that we just show up one day and you know you know that we just show up one day and um and we say oh, okay well this is, let's just do it no it's 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 more than that it's, it's it's you know it's it takes preparation you have to arrange with the guests and we have to make sure that um you know especially when we're calling Belize and we're dealing with uh guests from Belize we got to make sure that um connectivity and the technic you know the technical uh, arrangements are laid out well in advance because you know you know we don't want to have any we don't want to you know have anybody be disappointed that we can't connect with people or we're having a hard time connecting with people. So that's one of the things that I always try to uh, make sure that um, I have accomplished when I do this show, you know, so that I so that I can give my audience something that um that is professional and at the same time that they can appreciate what we're doing. Again, let me reiterate that we are not here to get caught up in political, bipartisan, PUPUDP crap. That's not what we're about. People are tired of that. People want to hear what are we going to do for 
the direction of beliefs. That's what people are interested in. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm assuming like-minded Belizeans who, you know, who have the national interest of that country first and foremost. Because both political parties and beliefs have developed over the decades, since independence and before, but they perfected it during the spirit of this 30-something years of independence. Uh, a flawless blueprint is a flawless, I mean, almost to a T, to ensure the liberative success of the individual party, mind you. They have both perfected, both the PUP and the UUP have perfected a clientele spoil system of machine politics that will ensure that the nepotism and cronyism and subjugation to a deformed political system continues unabated. That's a fact. They have, they, they have mastered this game of protecting the status quo. So they have a symbiotic relationship, and it's in their best interest to protect this status quo. So don't let them fool you and come with, you know, um, social justice agenda here or whatever. It's all part and parcel to maintain dependency of the Belizean public. And, you know, I, let, me, let me talk a little bit more about the clientele spoil system because that's, that's, that's part and parcel. It's the root of all some of the things that we have. You know, that's bothering our system, that's making it so we can't have any long-term development. Um, you know, this pattern of dependency, which was already started under colonial, you know, on our colonial British colonial masters, but was perfected during the period of self-government, and now it's almost a science during the period of post-independence. And what this has done is has served to inhibit the process of policy development, you know, the process of public policy development. So we have, so instead of a one-on-one -on -one approach to governance, we have this you now where this weekly institutionalized, every Wednesday people line up the one office for a field office to go and, you know, beg or whatever it is they get from, you know, from these ministers, you know. And, and so, again, what this does it defines the Belizean people as a helpless beneficiaries who just lined up for political handles and capable of little else. And we have bought into that culture. We have developed that culture as a people. And we have made it define us as, an, as a people. Unfortunately. You know, so, you know, when these people lined up to, to, to whatever it is they do when they go to these field offices or to beg, and so everything is like what the minister says. So the minister, if he can't get his corrupt hands, thieving hands on anything, then it's, it's not validated. So and that's the kind of thing that, that's what the patron, patronage or, you know, client system has done. It has, you know, created a dual system consisting of a formal system from which little happens unless the key of political patronage is inserted on the behalf of the political connected or favor or highly favored in our, in our society. And that's why we see the, the debilitating effects of that, of that system that we have in Belize. Unfortunately, this has been done at the expense of the national economic security interests of the nation. Both of these political parties have neglected to develop a national blueprint that can ensure success and development for the nation and its people. The party's only interest is its survival, and that remains prominent in the equation. 
allegiance to the party above all, even at the expense of the nation, is encouraged and applauded. That's how they define you. And, and the thing about it, once they get into power, when any of these regimes get into power, it's difficult for one to separate the party apparatus from the government itself. So as a result, during much of the last several decades, as the deterioration of the uh, social and economic fabric of the society unraveled, the leaders of these parties, who are mostly lawyer politicians, has been in, in the decision-making smoke-filled back rooms, enjoying a front-row seat to Belize's rapid descent of potentially become a failed state in the 21st century. Both parties have agreed almost by de facto that the political elite class in Belize have a special immunization that protects them from prosecution. You've, you've seen what's going on. You know, if you if you you know if you're not if you not if you didn't know, I mean, Mr. Barrow came on you know was on record suggesting that his definition of corruption or his definition of graft, when when questioned about you know about checks paid by from the airport authority to some of his ministers, he's like, oh, you know, he doesn't see anything wrong with it. And theoretically, he's correct because the system enforces that, so he can hide behind these colonial era laws that was developed to protect. The uh, you know the colonialists and now the neo colonialists. So therefore, he can hide behind them conveniently, and no one gets you know as white color uh, as white color crimes skyrocket out of control in that country. You know, and that's it, it's very sad because you know, like I said, they almost by de facto they have this special immunization that protects them from the system. It's almost like a this cartel like hole. They have over people that's buttressed by a deformed political system that has effectively ensured that both the PUP and UDP operate like criminal organizations where protection of the, of the profitable enterprise, in this particular case the resource of the state, are protected at any cost for their benefit. So they're like a cartel, like a drug cartel. And they will, they will trust me, and they will mow you down if it means that you challenge the validity of the status quo, means that you question the validity of the, of the status quo, means if you ask questions, if you, you say, look, something is not right here, man, come on. I can't just accept this. Something is wrong. You know, you, you know this, this, this is this kind of a, you know, this is no, there's no social justice here. You know, and so that, they behave just like a cartel, just like a criminal organization, both of these parties. So again, you know, as we gear up for to vote for twiddle dee or twiddle dum, you know, and struggle from one crisis to a cri- from one crisis to the next, as a nation we are leaderless, directionless, and fragmented into multiple et- ethnicities on a way to economic oblivion. Sorry, I gotta be harsh, but that's the way it is, and that's the way I see it. And if anybody can tell me that they that they can see something different based on the current status quo, I'm all. I'm open for all, I'm open for suggestions. I'm all ears. Please educate me, counsel me. Let me know if you believe that within the current system of uh, governance and jurisprudence in Belize, that that is the road to long-term sustainable sustainable economic growth and development. I will follow you. Again, this turf protection that these two parties engage in by any means necessary. Uh, it effectively neglects the social and the people sector. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. The human beings of the society. That is, that is the place where all the mistakes, miscalculations, and greed 
of this political business elite class are finally registered. In the stark reality of human suffering, destruction, and the loss of dignity and hope and the creation of dependency. That's what that's where you see that's where you see the effects of, of this of you know this system. That's where you see where you know the, in the society of Belize, you know the core statistics of high infant and maternal mortality rates, high unemployment, crime and teenage pregnancies, in recent years violent, murderous gang banging, and increasing suicide among the young. These are what I would call advanced genocidal indicators. You know, I mean, these, these are just things to try to warn us that our situation in Belize is deteriorating rapidly, but few seem to get the message or to remember it for a very long time. We all seem to be permanently preoccupied in a search for survival and little time for development. No one remembers anything but the immediate future. No one, you know, and that's, you know, and I'm not trying to, again, I am not trying to suggest that there's a gloom and doom but I'm giving you the reality of the, situ- of the political status quo in Belize. Again, in short, in short, for me, it begs the question, can a social or people sector rise and overcome the inherited negative leg- legacies of our history? Well, for me, the short answer is that it cannot, and it should not be expected to bear the burdens of a deformed political system that was grafted upon us. We have to rise above that. But it should not be the burden of, uh, you know, because that the sole burden of all people. Because it's like saying, um, you know, you, you, know, you, you, know, you give the people, you're blaming the people, you're, you're shifting blame to the people because after all, you know, but without examining the underpinnings of why the people are there in the first place. And I don't, I don't, I don't believe in doing that, and I don't like to do that. So, you know, I mean, so as a result, we are, we are a bewildered, confused people, victimized by rap, rabid, petty, partisan politics. We relegate everything, even the most mundane, into political categories that further divide us as a, as a people. So my friends, my fellow Belizeans, the challenge remains to find a defining leader that can harness the popular struggle of the masses without a red or blue insignia, post-independence. One with a well-articulated vision, clear purposes for long-term growth and sustainable economic development. One whose unfolding vision must be based on social justice, respect for diversity, and enhanced productivity while balancing individual initiatives with the community and must be in harmony with the, with, with the environment and harmony with nature. Cannot exploit the resources of people, you know, like they're doing down south with U.S. capital oil. You know, that's, that should not be tolerated. No way. Exploit the resources of the people and, you know, in the interim, you know, that's the, that's the paradox because we're supposed to be a, a rich nation, I mean, a poor nation, but it needs to be exporting capital. <laughs> Does that make any sense? So we have to, you know, we have to engage in a model or engage in a discourse. The narrative has to change. The narrative the narrative uh, has to change. We cannot just have the same old thing chasing our tail and expect, you know, you know, um, uh, that we're gonna have a difference. We have to have a coherent 
message that the people has to get that look if you are put if you're basing our economic by survival and vitality um and you know you know we are not you know we are not going to have uh any hope for development of that country if you believe that working within the narrow vernacular of PUP and UDP and just leave the system as it is. A lot of people say, oh, it's not the system. Okay, just leave it as it is then. Here's a system that we can't even get a guy like Penner injected. And, but, yeah, it's not the system. Well, so if, it, if the system was in such absolute perfection, why is it that Bauer can't indict Penner or is reluctant to? Because he can't. <laughs> you know, there's no – someone, an attorney told me, Audrey Matura, that, well, because there's no penal code. <laughs> to, even though it's in the Constitution, for et, the ethical clause in the Constitution, there's no penal code to enforce it. <laughs> Could you imagine the kind of, you know, asinine rationale that we use in Belize, you know, as to, to perpetuate the myth of the system? And so, you know, I, I mean, I, um, I have two guests today who, um, you know, that I, that I'm supposed to bring on. I'm trying to connect them still. Um, um, Nancy Moraine from um, the Belize Popular Front, People's Front, I'm sorry, and uh, and Hubert Enriquez from Vision Inspired by the People. Again, when you're dealing with Belize, you know, it has a lot to do with the technical difficulties. And it's not because I'm, I don't to do with Belize per se. It's just, and I wanted people to think, oh, I'm, you know, you, you have, sometimes you have time, you know, you have difficulties connecting. You know, I mean, even though I set up everything, uh, you know, um, I have Nancy connected. Um, I'm waiting for Enriquez to, uh, to 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 come on. So um, let me see what he's doing. Um, um, I don't know if he's you know I contacted him this morning and he said yes he's ready but you know he could not you know he's I don't want to start without him because I want to give him equal opportunity to uh, to present his you know the position of his party which is vision. In- you know the VIP, which is uh, vision inspired by the people. Um, again, I have Miss Nancy Marine, who is operating out of San Ignacio, and she is uh, um, she's representing the Police People's Front, and um, she will uh, give us an opportunity to um, you know to to hear her position and hear what her what is her vision and direction she'd like to see your country go. Into this, into the new, into this new, as we as we continue into this new millennium, 2014. Uh, again, I'm waiting for Mr. Hubert Henriquez to um, to uh, engage. Um, he seemed to be, I don't know if he's having you know difficulties um, uh, engaging, but um, I'm hoping no. Um, but I have Nancy Marine on the line, and she's standing by um, and waiting for us to engage her here. But um, I hope that Mr. Enriquez, you know, um, is you know is is available because I really I spoke to him this morning, and I'm hoping that he's ready to to go. But um, in the interim, here's what I'll do. Since he seems to be having connection problems, or he's a no-show so far. 
I'm going to engage Miss Nancy Marine and, um, and, and, you know, let us have a discourse with her. And then when Mr. Enriquez um, joins us, you know, we will just Skype him in, all right? So I mean, joining us via Skype is uh, Miss Nancy Marine. Miss Nancy Marine, are you there? Yes, Hubert. How are you? I'm right here. Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. Excited to be here talking to all my Belizean people worldwide. I hope there's a lot listening. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we have quite a following on this, on this show, so they are listening. And um, so, let me ask you, Nancy. Well, Hubert is, you know, I, I don't. I think Hubert is having a um, hard time connecting. But um, as soon as he, as soon as he, um, you know, join us, we're gonna plug him in. Is that okay with you? That's perfect. Okay, so you don't mind um, going on without him? No, no, okay. we can go on and then give him his due time when he comes back on. All right, then. I just want to make sure that, um, you know, I don't want to. So, so, Nancy, tell us about your movement. What is, you know, what is, what is your movement? Tell the Belizean audience who are listening about your movement. Well, most of our members, first of all, um, have been activists most of their adult lives. Um, a civil society movement. Um, just doing community work um, and a lot of activism. We slowly moved into uh, socio-political activism um, because of the obvious need. Um, but what we, we hope to, to become a movement um, that will develop a strong citizens' activism and reform these uh, self-serving corrupt politicians that we have and the, the, the corrupt um, system of government that we've had into a more social justice and um, equal rights for all Belizeans. And when we talk about Belizeans, we do include our Belizeans in the diaspora. Okay, um, good. But, I mean, let me ask you, was it this, what, what is the Belize People's Front, correct? That's the, that's the name of your movement. That's correct? the name of the movement. Okay, um, now, you know, we, you know, is it just your, your platform is just one of corruption? Or what is the what is the defining ideology of this particular movement? What what's the driving force other than just oh, well I'm against corruption or you know I guess it, what what is this vision that you want to articulate to the to the masses that they should follow and join this movement? It's definitely not one of um, just fighting corruption, although that is a big a big part of um, any movement in Belize, um, but. Or, or we, we propose a lot of different things for the betterment of Belize. Um, we want to serve our people um, without much attention to bureaucracy. Um, one of the proposed changes that we want to make, for example, is um, having area representatives do their jobs as elected representatives um, without the burden or temptation of ministerial portfolios. Um, so for ministerial portfolios, we are proposing that we um, find professionals that can do the job and give them it as, as a job so they would apply as a job so that we then, it would be in the control of the people to fire these ministers when these acts of corruption or, or they're not acting in the best interest of Belize. Um, we, we do serve our communities um, in a lot of different ways. We work with schools, um, with different NGOs. So we, we fight in, in all different fronts as the need arises in Belize, but there are definitely a lot of different um, changes that we would like to make um, in government. Of course, to make these changes, we would have to be elected. 
So what we're doing right now is we're trying to unite independent candidates, independent parties, um, unions, movements to come together and have the 31 candidates up for elections so that we can then have the platform and have the power to make these changes that we propose. You know, I saw, you know, good, good show, Nancy. Um, you know, I, I, I saw recently um, uh, a video that's, you know, on, you know, where you had Mr. Wilmer here um, from TNT. You know, you guys were doing a New Year's message. I think that's on YouTube and it's on his blog. Um, I mean, is, is the PNP, is this, I am, I'm, I'm confused. What is the role of the PNP, you know, as it relates to your, your to the Belize People's Front? I mean, what exactly is it? Um, what's the message? Um, what role do they play in your, in your group, the PNP that is with Mr. Wilmy here? Um, Hubert, it's a message of unity. Um, the Belize People's Front, uh, about three months ago, went on air calling for this unity. We believe that only through a united front will we be able to bring the changes necessary to Belize. Um, Mr. Will Mejia, in all his wisdom, and realized that fighting on his own, we cannot make it. So Will has now become an affiliate member um, of the Belize People's Front, um, and that's why we did that message together. We're trying to send out a message of unity and trying to attract other people to unite with us. Okay. Um, what is the... Uh um, how was the leadership chosen? Well, you know, how was this, the, the hierarchy and, and establishing in your group? Um, right now, we actually have um, all volunteers. We we have um, I'm the like I'm the president. We have a vice president, secretary, kind of thing. Until we get enough membership to actually um, have something more formal. Okay, so um, so you, I mean, I mean, but what was the impetus for for forming the Belize Popular Front? Was it, you know, I mean, was it some crisis? Because that seems to be the issue that um, you know, a lot of these political, these third alternatives, the only, you know, they only seem to agitate during a crisis, or doing, you know, or doing when something comes up, you know, and they, but but that prior to those, the crisis or when a particular event on a on a public policy agenda shows up, you don't really see them. So. Um, was this the impetus of a crisis? What led to the creation of this 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 particular movement, the Belize People's Front? It, it wasn't really a crisis, um, Hubert. Like I said, most of our members um, have been activists, um, have been working with the community, um, donating their own time, money, talents, everything, trying to to better, mostly in our villages and and in our tongue, um, schools that needed the help, um, children's home, all kinds of different things that we were doing. Um, so the Belize People's Front has always existed in that, in that kind of way, um, in a community service. We, we believe in service leadership. So we were all leaders um, doing things on our own and decided that it was time we united, came together, and tried to fight this, um, this need that our country was going through. And, and the, the needs are, are so many. Um, from poverty to, to yes to corruption, but you know the need of the people is so much our territorial um, integrity, just all kinds of different things. And we found that that in unity um, is where we wanted to to lead this and and fight these challenges that our, our country was facing. 
So it wasn't one crisis. It was, I'm, I think I'd be tempted to say, it was many crises that our country is facing. And being on the ground here in Belize, um, we witness it on a daily basis. You know, we, we witness um, the violence, um, both domestic violence and just street violence. Um, and it, it is time that we do unite and bring more, you know, many minds are better than one. And alone we cannot do it. So that, that was actually the platform of the Belize People's Front. Okay, um, that, good, good, very good, very good. So, you know, let's move on to something that, you know, that I want to discuss with you. Do you believe that, given the basic premise of our system of governance and jurisprudence, that, I mean, to just say you're a third force alternative without offering any, any blueprint, if you will, or, or for, for challenging this, the constitutional constraints and, and impediments that we see have inhibited our, our current system to lead to the kind of things that we see going on in our society. What exactly is it that the Belize People's Front is going to do about this basic structural needed reforms that we need to our governance and jurisprudence? Well, for now, um, for now we can we can actually only um, try diplomatically um, to really fight these changes or to ask the government for changes until we have people elected that have the political will to make the changes to the system necessary. Then we can do it. But you know, we 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 have a pretty good system, Hubert. Um, the the Belize People's Front believe that it is actually the elected officials that we have. We, we we take them we take them at face and you know most of them have been pitifully have been lawyers um, that we have elected they've, um, they've had some goals that I believe in the system so that they can be self-serving so that they can gain whatever they want to gain and they go in with that purpose um, the Belize People's Front believe that we need to start looking at what they offer us. We need to start looking at their backgrounds, who they are, what they've done for our community, before we actually even accept them as candidates or vote them in. Um, majority of our people, I think, do not um, do not understand or do not um, know yet that they have the right to even reject a candidate from a party. They can say, we don't want a candidate because it's insultive to the people, the type of candidates they're giving us. And when we accept these candidates and we vote for them, then we already know what to expect when they get into office. And we, we cannot change the system from the outside. We have to change the system from the inside. And this is why the Belize People's Front evolved into a socio-political movement, and we're seeking candidates to run for office, not because we, we, we intended to be political, but because the need is there. The need for the change is there. Okay, I understand that, but um, I guess let me let me let me rephrase the question then specifically. Um, do you believe that okay that that the current system that we have that where you can't even pinner and those guys can walk around with impunity in our society and many others who have you know who have violated the public trust, if we if we just continue on down that road without without trying to you know promote or articulate a vision that, that suggests that we need to look, take a comprehensive look at our system. Um, in, in short, what I'm asking you is, 
how committed are you to uh, to, to challenging that system? Because I heard I've heard that thing where people say, well, well, it's not the system; it's the you know, it's the people. But but yes, it is the system because if you have a system that you can't charge Mr. Penner with a with a crime, and he can just sit in the house, show up in the house like nothing is wrong, then to me that 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 uh, that's instructive of why you know why you know, the system needs to be looked at. Don't you agree? Yes, we, we do believe that there need to be changes. Example, we, we um, intend to push to the fullest the, the, the choice of having an elected Senate, but not just an elected Senate, um, an elected judiciary, an elected chief of police, which is where the problem lies, because if the, if the minister or the prime minister doesn't give the ardents to persecute Pena, for example, then the chief of police don't move because a lot of them are politically appointed. They depend on the politicians for their jobs, and, and there lies the problem. So we do intend to make those changes. Um, we need to get an office to do that. Um, for the meantime, we can just um, take our, our activist approach and continue to fight and continue to go to the streets um, and ask for these changes or demand these changes. Um, I don't believe that the that the government will do it. That the the parties PUP or UDP will give us the changes that we need to do that. Um, but there are many places in the in the constitution we were looking at that that can um, that that allow us to persecute people like Penner and like Castro, and they're just not using it because we don't have the political will to do it. And you know, it's a, that's an interesting thing you brought there, Nancy, because I I mean I um. I believe the same thing too, as far as you know, because you know there there are clauses in the Constitution, specifically the one that I've been studying is 121, uh, 121 one of the Belize's Constitution, which which is an ethical clause for the conduct of uh, people in public life. And but like, again, I was told that um that well we can't do anything about it because there's no penal code or, or you know clause you know, laws to, to prosecute, which is like telling me that um, the Bill of Rights in the United States is moribund because, you know, <laughs> like a state of California, you know, say arbitrarily, and you know, I'm not going to, you know, enforce, enforce the Bill of Rights, which is ludicrous because if, it's in, if the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, then why is it that you and I are having this, this, this discussion you know, struggling to understand why people like Penner and others are just walking away, walking away and walking around and summing their nose up at the society. Don't you believe then that, you know, in addition to trying to get involved in the system, that we definitely need to have a strong push or a strong education towards letting the Belizean uh, masses understand the critical and vital role that the Constitution plays in our governance and jurisprudence? Um, definitely, we definitely need to, <clears throat> need to be pushing that. Um, and we we were actually just last night um, looking at the Constitution, um, uh, Chapter 105 and Volume 3, Title 3, where it actually tells you that we can persecute um, people like both Penner and Castro um, for this uh, um, misdemeanor. So we can persecute them, and, and actually it's funny that um, we were actually looking at something, too, that we don't have to actually have to depend on the police. We can actually perform a civilian arrest. And we're, we're looking, we're seriously looking into that and, and, and considering how we can, we can do that and bring them 
you know, to the station. What the what the police officers or what the courts will do with that, we don't know. You know, because again, uh, the politicians may get involved, and and more than likely will get involved. I should say, in something like that. But we're considering all all options um, of of how to do that. What is for sure, and I can guarantee you that the Belize People's Front will not sit by and watch this go on for too much longer. Okay, good show, Nancy. Um, um, first of all, let me just uh, let me just give a you know shout out to the people that we who, who they're listening to. My name is Hubert Pipersberg, and um, you're listening to Nancy Mar- Marine of the Belize People's Front, and um, and um. I was supposed to also bring on Mr. Hubert Enriquez of, uh, from the part of Vision Inspired by the People, VIP. I, I understand that he has, um, he's on now. He finally worked out the technical difficulties. So, Nancy, Hubert is on the line. So, uh, you have company. Great. Let me just say this Great. also. Hi, Henry M. Hubert. Say that again. Um, hold on one second, Nancy. It's not a debate. You're not here to debate each other. We're here to, you're here to, uh, to give your views and your, you know, your your philosophy on what you know the direction of this country that our country needs to go in. Okay, so I just wanted listeners to understand that you people on it that I didn't bring you guys on here to you know go back up. You know, this not this not what it's all about. You have two organizations that that is uh, promoting themselves and um, advocating for change and advocating for a direction of a particular view of where the country ought to be heading. So. This is why these people are on. Hubert, are you there? Hi, um, Hubert. Okay. How are so you doing? We're doing very fine. Nancy, say hello to your to your counterpart here, please. Hi, Hubert. Hello. Nice to have you on. Yeah, same to you here, Nancy. Good to hear you as well. All righty, great. Um, Hubert, uh, Nancy kind of like you know got one one up on you because she's been on from the beginning of the show, so she was able to okay. you know I was I was having a discourse with her until you came on, but I'm gonna base Nancy. I mean, just Nancy. Uh, I'm just going to ask Hubert more or less some of the same things that I've asked, um, that I've been asking you. And if you want to plug in there, Nancy, feel free to do so. Okay. Um, okay, great. Um, Hubert, uh, tell us about VIP. What is what, what, what is this organization all about? Hi. Um, once again, good morning. Um, uh, good day, brother Pipersburg. I want to say also good morning to all of the listeners here in the United States. Uh, and perhaps all over the world who are listening to your program. I, I wish to say that I, I consider it to be an honor to be a guest on your, on your show. Thank you. Um, as you mentioned, I represent the, the VIP, the Vision Inspired by the People Political Movement. Uh, it's a movement that was started in Milwaukee by Brother Paul Morgan, and myself in the year 2000. Uh, it was started primarily to contest the, the first ever Belmopan City Council elections. Um, and so we contested as independent candidates along with the other parties, the PUP and UDP. Um, prior to this time, Belmopan was run by a board of directors, a statutory body called the Recondev. Um, but the movement has contested all of the local elections held in Bermapan since that time. Um, and we've also run since 2008 uh, as an alternative place to both the PUP and the UDP 
uh, in the big elections, the general elections that are held since 2008. Uh, we have not won any seats at the local council, but in the year, I think it was 2010, we obtained more votes from the local elections than the PUP. And so that was really a high point for us at that time. So the movement that I represent is an established political entity in Belize, and uh, we have been around since 2008. And uh, we've had, in fact, uh, national executives. We have a constitution. We have a national document called a direction, and um, we are really being we have been, we have been vocal on many issues on the local scene. Okay, I've asked Nancy this, and she she gave a you know she you know she gave a very eloquent answer regarding this particular question here. Um, is your platform you know why is it that you know we only hear about the VIP maybe around when a crisis pops up or around you know and do, or on the drive to a particular election you know is it more what's your platform is it just one of fighting corruption what is your long-term vision for belize the vip really is a political party it's a political movement and what we aspire to really to become the national government someday it is not as easy as we want it to be it requires a terrific amount of organization and of course, what goes along with that is party political funding. Um, but basically, um, you, you would have noticed that in the recent past, we have been more visible in terms of addressing the many issues that are affecting our, affecting our country, particularly on the issue of corruption indeed. But there are many issues which we really, really we have in, in our direction that we want to address. Issues such as, for instance, um, the matter of government. In fact, our, our, our major trust really is looking at governance improvement. That's our major trust. Corruption is a part of that indeed. But there are many, many issues that um, are included, as well as looking at how we can actually um, propose viable economic alternatives to what's happening today. So it is not a one-dimensional party. It's a party that really looks across the board of all, all these issues, and we're hoping one day to be able to become the national government. Okay, but let me ask you this. Do you, given the current system, the way it is, and the way, you know, we, we, are, we're, we are already seeing where, you know, many of these, these uh, individuals who are in elected office or public officials can basically sum their nose up at the system, and there's no kind of um, consequence for their action. You know, it's almost like they have a special immunity, immunity clause that, 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 that absolves them or protects them from any kind of uh, action being taken against them by us. Um, what are some of the basic underpinnings of this system of governance and jurisprudence that you would like to see eradicated? Yeah. Well, as, as I mentioned earlier, I... I I like the question. In fact, you're, you're quite right on point. In fact, that is the whole reason why the VIP um, emerged in, the, in that year, as I mentioned earlier, because we had seen that ever since independence in 1981, that there had been a gradual deterioration of our governance system. And so it, isn't, it didn't happen overnight. It's been happening ever since we have independence. We have been on a backslide since then, and in fact, both of the political parties are to blame for what has happened. Uh, that's the reason why I know 
it, we have no term a coin we have no coin the term called the PUDP, which which actually indicates that in fact the method we are in is because of the fact that both of the political parties are pretty much the same. But if you look at the evidence, the evidence is there, Brother, Brother Hubert. Like for instance, you will see that crime is a big issue in Belize. It's now spiking up again. There is a breakdown in our judicial system. Every day we hear corruption in terms of, for instance, the land deals we hear about, where people are given land um, because of particular patronage. Um, you see where government gives away taxpayers' money simply for the purpose of aggrandizing themselves. You know, so that uh, clearly there is a breakdown in our system of governance in Belize, and, and really and truly the evidence is, is there. We, 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 we heard recently of this passport scandal, and now there's a minister who has been um, who has been actually given uh, monies from a particular body on a daily basis to, to do his political campaign work. I mean, it doesn't stop every day. There's a new uh, exposure of the culture that's taking place in our country, and so it's a complete lack of lack of uh, breakdown in our governance structure, I, I think we need to, to look at uh, across the world and all our different issues. All right. Um, what do you say to those, okay, um, you know, because a lot of people who, you know, who question third parties and that kind of thing, but what do you say to those people who says that the VIP, um, mo- most recently in 2012, have resorted to, you know, well, they're accusing the VIP of uh, being like an extension of the P- PUP um, does this notion carry any merit? And also, what do you believe has contributed to this uh, perception? How do you respond to those well, things that, like, that says that? Well, we make, we make no bones of the fact that we are more inclined on a social justice platform. And so, if it is coincidental with that of the PUP, then that's perhaps the reason why. But, uh, but we have seen where the PUP have and the UDP and the UDP have merged to become what I would call a neoliberal government. And so we have had to move this direction because there's a vacuum in belief that has been created by the fact that none of the, none of the existing political parties have been addressing the issues of social justice in our country. And so it is true that the VIP is a party that really looks at or is focused on looking at those issues of social justice because that is where we feel that our country is lacking. Um, I'm not sure who has made these comments regarding the fact that VIP and PUP are one, but I can tell you that in Belmopan where, where we are, the people feel differently. And I can tell you that uh, we have been here since yeah, 2000. If in fact we were inclined to go that way, we would have gone that many years ago. It would have been very easy. We would have been in power right now. But we have decided, that is the executive of the party have decided, that we are going to stay where we are because we see that in fact that is where uh, Belize needs to go. And okay. in fact, every day, every, every day, I mean, people say that there's a need for a party, for a new party. And, and that's what we are working towards. Yeah, All right. Nancy, you there still? 
Nancy? Yes, I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. Yes, Thank I'm you, listening. Nancy, for being, for being so uh, patient. You know, you know, I want to, I want to commend you for that. But um, uh, let me bring Nancy in here. Okay, Nancy. Um, I recall a discussion that um you and I shared on Facebook, which was you know, a couple, uh, maybe a couple months back. You know, and um. And during that, you know, during that time, I think one of the things was uh, what you expressed, and I don't want to misquote you that you said that you don't think third parties stand a chance in Belize, if I can recall correctly. Uh, that's what you publicly stated, you know. And then, uh, then, then at the same time, you also uh, uh, publicly stated and, and some sort of oath or allegiance to the PUP. To, to the, PUP. Um, the question is, are you still a part of the PUP? And if not, have you publicly renounced any affiliation with them? If you haven't, why not? Um, yes, Hubert, publicly renounced uh, my affiliations with the PUP, um, and I don't recall saying that the, the third party didn't stand a chance. I believe what I said at the time is they don't stand a chance independently. I've always been of the opinion, and I still am of the opinion, that the third parties, having a fraction in Belmopan, having one in the south, having one in the west, that do not unite, will not make it. Um, VIP has not been able to stand on its own and will not be able to stand on its own if they don't unite with the rest of us um, in, in every way possible. These are two dinosaurs that we're fighting with, with enough experience. And if we tend to lean on the side of the PUP or the UDP, then we are one of them. You know, and, and this, then, then you don't become a third party. Um, but, but yeah, being alone small third party I don't believe can make it and um, I just I want to clear up the, the PUP thing because I know that um, a lot of people have, have been concerned about my history with the PUP um, I've never even tried to hide my history with the PUP I've, when I came out of university fresh out of university I started working for the party um, I became a member of the party actually only recently an official member um, and it only lasted a few months. Um, we had discussed different changes um, within the party that I was trying to bring, especially relating to the, the Code of Ethics they signed in um, 1998, I think it was, under, under the Musa administration. And I really wanted to see the party that I worked for and belonged to for over 11 years bring those needed changes. And yes, they've had the social justice platform forever, but have they done anything about it? You know, they, they, they haven't. And I express, because I express um, my honest opinions about the downfall of the party, um, in 2000, for example, um, I expressed to Mr. Ralph that they were um, as guilty as the UDP, and, and even more so because they've been in power longer than the, than the UDP, of forming a pyramid economy, you know, in, in Belize, that they had the elite class on the top, and the, the masses, the grassroots people were suffering. And I stated in that letter to Mr. Fonseca that, you know, this, this economy was crumbling, that they're destroying the nation and the party. And, and they didn't listen then. And now that um, I tried to work along with Mr. Francis Fonseca, and he promised that he wanted to bring these changes. And when I went in and started trying to mobilize and try and get support for these changes that we wanted for the betterment of the party and the country, I realized that there were people in there that were stopping these changes and blocking these changes because these changes would mean 
um, less opportunity for them to benefit financially from the country. Um, and I realized that there was no way to fight them from the inside. They decided it's better for me to continue um, more of a, an activist platform through the Belize People's Front. Um, because really these parties do not intend to bring changes and they won't bring changes. It took me a while to, to realize that. You know, but well, I what have realized you, Nancy, what caused that 180-degree turn that, you know, what what made you... That good, I mean, I, that was the next question I was going to ask you, but you kind of like, you know, what was what caused this 180-degree turn from, you know, a lot, uh, you know, you know, this realization? You know, being you know, the PUP, that is. And I, I, a, lot of people, a lot of people that have supported either of the two parties um, live with the hope that the next person you elect or the next candidate that you believe in is strong enough to bring the changes. I think um, I was living in that hope, you know, but being put in the, being put in the position and having much more experience um, now than I did then, I mean, as we mature, we gain experience. And I realized and I saw from myself that the changes that I was pushing for was not going to happen simply because they don't want it to happen. And so if I love my country, if I want my, my children to grow up in a safer country and have the, the opportunity to, to own property, to, to work and, and make a decent living in my country, then we have to get rid of the PUP and the UDP. Um, there's just no other way. And, um, I don't think I can explain it better than, than, you know, it takes human beings a while to realize certain things. Like somebody that 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 is... I don't know, pagan or whatever, and becomes Christian, they, they just realize certain things, just changes that happen in human beings, and I think that is what happened to me. Okay, all right. I Hubert, that you explains here? it to you, Hubert. I'm, I'm here, I'm here, Hubert. Thanks a lot, Nancy. Um, thanks for your, your, you know, your input. Um, we're going to have a break in about five minutes, but before we go to the break, um, Hubert, um, I want to ask you, um, you know, Kind of piggybacking on what Nancy was saying there, because um, I don't want I, I want to give you guys equal opportunity to um, um, you know, to present your your position to the Belizean public that's listening to this this show. Um, Hubert, the VIP, right? Uh, which stands for Vision Inspired by the People. Have you sought to collaborate with other organizations such as Nancy's group or um? or other individuals of like mind when it comes to uh, trying to break that, that vicious stronghold that, that, the P, that, that, the, that the PUP and the UDP have on the system itself, uh, on the, you know, in, with respect to the, the body politic. Um, is the VIP open to any such collaboration? Well, of course, then, but, uh, but, uh, but um, in fact, it was the VIP some years ago initiated the move to uh, to have a unified front. In fact, there was a group called the BUA, the Belize Unity Alliance. That group, that group is still very, that, 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 that body is still very much uh, alive in the sense that it is a body that was, that was registered. And in fact, it was in that forum that we expressed that there should be a convergence of views and a deliberate effort to pursue the national elections in a qualified manner. 
Um, but what is more important, though, Hubert, really is not necessarily come together, but that they have a common front, a common objective, a common position on their issues that that people want to see. Because you see, one thing is to come together, but the other thing really is to work together, to stay together, and to have a common position on 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 certain issues. Like for instance, one of the things that we have in our direction really is this whole matter of national unity. Uh, you know, so that it seems to me that once we can agree on a common direction, then I think we can go forward. But if, in fact, we meet and we cannot agree on a common direction, then I don't know that the reason people are going to vote for persons who don't appear to be together. So, um, yes, we have an obligation to work together with other person, and we have actually forged a very close relationship with, for instance, um, Will Mejia. We also had talks with Nancy and her group some time ago, and I, I'm hoping that the staff would, that the staff would actually um, recommence. Um, but what is more important for us really is for us to come up with a credible agenda um, of issues which resonate with the Belizean people. All righty. Um, um, Nancy, um, you know, Hubert brought up an interesting point there, the BUA. Uh, what's that, that's the Belize. What was the acronym for that again, Hubert? The Belize United Belize um, Unity Alliance. Belize Unity Alliance. Okay, um, that you know I've I've heard of that group there, Nancy, and um, um, I don't I don't know if I'm having you know time before we go to the break, but we can we can we can uh, we can um, approach the subject again after the break. But uh, what 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 is your what is your uh, belief in in the BUA, Nancy? Do you think that's a group that you you your group will, is willing to work within the within the parameters of that particular group, or revisit it to see how we can work with your group? Hubert, I'll, I'll be honest that um, the BUA the concept of the BUA looks brilliant on paper, um, but as I spoke to Will Mejia, to um, Richard Smith, to Derek Stewart, to people like that 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 actually belong to the BUA. What was said was where they had um, an agreement to run under that banner. When election day comes, some of them run under the banner, like Will and Richard and those guys, where the VIP um, decided to remain VIP and not run under the banner on last minute. Um, so the unity sounds great, but we have to agree to a unity, both on paper, on action, and take it through into elections and bypass elections even. If we're going to talk about something in concept and that not fully go on board with it, then it makes no sense. Um, in fact, the meeting that Hubert was talking about that, we, um, that, that I had called for the meeting, we all came together. Um, uh, we couldn't come to an agreement because of that same thing. People were saying, well, the BUA didn't work because um, the VIP didn't fulfill their part of the bargain. Um, it, the Belize People's Front need to have alliances with people that will not leave us halfway. And we would love to have VIP. I mean, VIP has stood the, step, the test of time. I, I give them their respect for that. I admire they have a brilliant constitution. I admire that of them. Um, Bobby Lopez, um, I consider him a good friend. They all have good character and good standing. But the unity, we have to say what we mean and mean what we say and take it through, and the Belize People's Front intend to stand on its principles and, and keep our alliances all the way through to election and back, back each other in every way, including finances. 
So if the VIP intends to unite, we really need them to be 500% united with us. All right, excellent. Um, Hubert and Nancy, uh, first of all, let me thank you so much for all, you know, I mean, it's, if anyone who's listening, I mean, uh, these two people here that you're listening to, Nancy Marin and Hubert Henriquez, uh, for the B, Belize, Popular, Belize Popular Front and Belize People's Front and um, the VIP vision inspired by the people, you know, these, you know, uh, you know I am I'm glad that they have an opportunity to express to the diaspora their various position and where they stand and, you know, and what they hope to see for the vision of our country. Um, we will take a break, okay, guys, we'll take a break and um, just so we can catch our breath because a lot of information is coming out and we're going to revisit it again, all right? So just let's just hold tight for a minute, guys, okay? Okay. And this is Hubert Pipersberg, um, um, and you're listening to me live from Los Angeles. Thank you very much. We'll be back on in a minute.
my listeners. Great Lord Raven. Obande, Obande. That's how, that's how we roll. You know, I mean, nobody can tell us that because we don't live in Belize means that we're not residing in that country means that we don't care passionately or we don't matter. I'm sorry. We, you know, we, you know, we, we don't see it that way there. We believe that we should have a just right. And we believe that it's time for the Belizean political elite class to realize that business as usual will not continue because our eyes are on you. Everything you do, everything you say is on instantly. So make no mistake about it. At some point and some time, you cannot continue down that road because it, we will not stand for it anymore. And we, forums such as these that we're involved with will, is, will expose your lies, your cheating ways, and your thievery and the yoke the yoke of corruption and, you know, that you have placed on, on, on the Belizean people. That's why right now I have with me two individuals who have visions to lead Belize out of the kind of malaise that we're looking at. I have, I have uh, with me Nancy Marin, who represents the Belize People's Front, and I also have with me uh, Mr. Hubert Enriquez, who represents the Belize I mean, who, who represent um, vision inspired by the people. You know, um, Hubert and Nancy have been on with me for the past hour. So in, if you have missed it, my name is uh, Hubert Pipersburg, and you're listening to, to my show out of Los, coming live out of Los Angeles. If you can listen to it on the Internet, on the blog, you could also call. Um, you, can do, you could call in to listen to the show. Um, 714-242. Six one one nine, or you could use uh, the Skype the Skype link. Just dial in your Skype address, uh, BTR Listener zero two three. Once again, that's BTR Listener zero two three. And um, feel free to call in if you're on the road, you're on the move. Seven one four two four two six one one nine, and you can listen live to my two guests. Now, let's get back to business with my two my two wonderful guests that are that have uh, taken the time out of their busy day and their busy schedule to join us, to tell us their vision and their, uh, their philosophy on what they see for the development of Belize. Now, um, Nancy kind of answered this question here um, before, but Nancy, I, I still want some input from you on this particular question, okay? But I'm going to ask Hubert this, okay? Sure. All right. Hubert, you there, Hubert? I'm here, I'm here. Okay, Hubert, what is your um, political ideology and plan on constitutional reform? Um, that's a very big question, um, Brother Pipersburg. Um, certainly, uh, we have been discussing several matters, particularly as it relates to the rule of the Governor General. And... Um, the whole question of the Westminster system of government which we practice. Um, I myself have had experiences working in Africa and I've lived on a system which is um, what we call the Republican democratic system. I can see that in fact there are certain benefits to be gained from that kind of system. Um, 
the system that I'm talking about really is a hybrid between um, the current Westminster system and a pure Republican system as been practiced by the United States. Which, co- which, country, in Africa, which country in Africa I, I, specifically? I was in Botswana, Africa. Africa. Botswana. It's Botswana. a commonwealth country. Okay. It's a commonwealth country, but they have a president. Um, so it's like a hybrid between what they have. There's no queen. The president really is a, like an executive president. There's um, no governor general also, correct? There's no governor general. No governor general. Okay. I think it's time for us to get rid of the governor general. Definitely. And I think it's time for us to have a, a leader of the country or a, a head of country who is in country. And so I, in that regard, I feel that um, we have to move towards that kind of system. That is yeah. the extent to which I see uh, constitutional reform. But there are other reforms which we are proposing in terms of looking at um, you know, the judiciary and um, you know, making more independent, you know, the contractor general and so forth. Um, but certainly there is a need for us to have greater separation of powers between all levels of government. And that is where we have a problem at, at the moment. Um, so that is really, uh, that must be the priority uh, for a new administration, uh, which the BIT uh, represents. Nancy, um, I, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, I want you to essentially uh, in, give us your viewpoint on, you know, your, what is your political ideology and, uh, and what's your plan on constitutional reform? Hubert mentioned specifically that he wants to get rid of the governor general and no queen. What, what, what other aspects of this deformed political system that we have in place that, that's a, has, that has been triumphant over us would you like to see eradicated? Um, Hubert, uh, the Belize People's Front in, is in its infancy stage, and as such, we're, we're still developing um, our ideology. We do believe that Belize is unique, and we believe that we cannot adopt exactly what another country is doing. Um, it doesn't matter how good or how bad the other country is performing. Um, Belize is unique. Our people are different, um, and the, the, the challenges we face are different from other countries. And therefore, we are trying to develop a uniquely Belizean political ideology. Um, we do have changes that, um, that we intend to make that we, we find necessary. And I was mentioning before, like having an elected Senate, an elected judiciary, and, um, and an elected chief of police um, versus having uh, political um, um, appointments. Um, but, but also... Um, one of the major changes that we want to make is not have any of our elected representatives, area reps, to have ministerial portfolios because that in itself will eradicate a lot of the corruption we face now. We would, um, the ministerial portfolios will be given to professionals that can actually function and have the education and experience to run our country in the best interest of the people the way it was meant to be. And those are the, the major changes that I can tell you um, at this point that the Belize People's Front um, um, will, will intend to bring and are, we are working to develop. Um, but this is why, um, Hubert, we talk about unity. Because we are young, because we know that Belize needs something um, unique that we try to bring in, especially people from the diaspora and um, other individuals in Belize that have been working on the ground. Um, and I like, I need to commend you on how you open um, this segment in stating that um, not because you're not in Belize, 
you're not feeling for us. You are Belizean. That's your born right. And if you're not feeling for Belize, something is wrong with you. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Let, let, yes can, Hubert, I, can, um, I, can I do something here? Yeah, go ahead, Hubert. Yeah, because what I've what I gotten now is documents to call the direction of the BIP. And in fact, it spells out some of those very issues which you're, which you're requesting. In fact, it's, it speaks about, for instance, um, introducing proposed representation for general election. It talks about um, facilitating born Belizeans who reside abroad in the exercise of the birthright to vote in general elections. It talks about um, amending the constitution to give Belize an elected mixed member proportionate representation Senate with half the members elected at midterm. It talks about amending the constitution to allow the prime minister to choose his cabinet from the public at large. It talks about amending the constitution to limit the size of cabinet to a maximum of nine members and place a, two, a consecutive two-term limit on the office of prime minister. It talks about enacting state campaign finance laws to regulate the financing of political campaigns. It talks about reinforcing the autonomy of the police in fighting crime. It talks about several other issues which um, I want to invite our listeners to, 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 to just check out on the web, the, the web page. You can go on that page and to see what exactly the VIP is proposing along those lines. It's vip.org.bz. You can go there, you can go to our site and see exactly what the things that we're proposing in line of uh, constitutional reforms in our direction. All right, so you heard some of the things that um, I know your, your, your group is just, I mean, you, VIP, for all practical purposes, um, is more comfortable in their role because they have been doing this for, well, I guess from 2000, correct? A 90-year group has only started a little over, a little, or sometime last year, correct? I mean, no, November, December. I don't want to. That's right. Okay, so I understand that, you know, um, that you're going to, that you're still trying to um, develop your your philosophy, your oh. ideology oh. as it relates to, but I see a commonality. I see a commonality between these two groups in terms of the fact that you both agree that that there need to be some serious structural reforms done to our government and, and jurisprudence. That seems to be a commonality that's coming out of this conversation. Now, what I want to ask is, what role do you believe, and Nancy, you could go first, and then Hubert, you could piggyback on Nancy, but what role do you believe is, um, you believe that this diaspora, Belizeans, other than the fact that they give economically, what, what role would you like you, that you envision for, for the Belizean living in diaspora? Hubert, you broke up on the last. Can you repeat okay. the last bit, please? Let me Sorry. repeat it then. Let me, uh, okay. What role do you envision for the Belizean diaspora within the, within the parameters of what we're discussing with respect to the Belize People's Front? Well, Hubert, um, the, the diaspora um, has been, or, or some, some people in the LA um, chapter, the diaspora and the Chicago chapter, um, are already a part of the Belize People's Front. Um, they have full input um, in our meetings. They, you know, send us emails with their, with what they want to see. And and this is what I wanted to say. The, the Belize People's Front is in no hurry to develop um, an ideology, uh, a constitution. We want to make sure of what we're putting in there, and we want to make sure that it is 
of benefit to the Belizean people on the ground, home, and the Belizean people abroad, which is why we're taking our time. But we have the diaspora fully on board, even in our, um, in our social activism, the diaspora is fully on board. An example is along with, um, with one of our affiliates member, which is the, the um, Purple Movement, we are working, and, the, and some people from the diaspora, we are working uh, to fundraise for a forensic lab. Um, with that, we have um, uh, a couple of people um, in the U.S., um, Americans, of course, uh, private investigators coming to train our people. Um, we have um, uh, one of the judges in Mississippi helping us with this forensic lab. Um, so we do have people in the diaspora that are engaged with us already, and we want to see that go all the way into election. Um, I will give just one example of voting in Belize that um, my, my grandmother has lived in the U.S. for the past 35 years, and she wanted to vote last elections. And I went, and it was just a single isolated case, but we fought it, and she was allowed to vote. She voted in Belize for convention and for election. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not impossible. It's, you know, the, the law of Belize, the preamble of our constitution, speaks to the fact that, that you guys have the right to do so. You know, I, I'll just read um, uh, two lines here from the preamble of the Belize uh, constitution. It says, all persons may, to the extent of their capacity, play some part in the institution of national life and thus develop and maintain due respect for lawful constituted authority. That, to me, gives you the right to participate fully in Belize. Well, I mean, well, I know that, that in theory, yes, but um, Hubert, um, you know, Nancy gave yeah, yeah. You know, her, but what, what, along those same lines, but I also want to ask you, aside from, aside from the, you know, the right to exercise our franchise, you know, um, do you support a vote by proxy? What, well, vote by proxy for one thing, but also what about us having full citizenship rights? Not second-class citizens where, you know, because we carry a U.S. passport or we have dual, dual citizenship that we're not allowed to, um, to participate. Yet and still we see guys like Penner and others who are able to enjoy, you know, naturalized Belizeans are able to enjoy full rights without any impediments. What role would you... Would, would you, do you see us playing, and how would, your, how would the VIP make sure that this gets done or will promote that idea to the Belizean yeah. people? Uh, thank you um, for the question, Mr. Piper's brother. In fact, I have um, tried to prepare a position on the matter, and in fact, I, have, I hope I'll be able to answer your question in all its entirety, but I have been listening very keenly to the discussion that we've had on this matter. In fact, even last week, as we came when we had Brother Moses in the program. I listened very keenly to what he said. And I know also that Brother Saldiva was on the program sometime prior to that. Um, and they had expressed their views. Um, and they had raised some very elegant arguments and perhaps what could be regarded as a quoted argument against the granting of full electoral rights for born Belizeans with dual nationality. Um, it, it is in fact possible that their views are are the views of lots of Belizeans here in the ground. But I do beg to differ with their, with their positions on the matter. I, I think it raises some fundamental issues um, for us as Belizeans and for our Belizeans. 
Uh, yes, there are questions regarding the mandatory oath of allegiance, which uh, nationalized citizens of the United States uh, are mandated to take uh, when they become citizens, um, uh, which seems to make it clear that the alliances with other states are absolutely and entirely absurd. Uh, but I know that in my heart that Belizeans, no matter where they find themselves, are always Belizeans. They have demonstrated their love for Belize in many ways. Uh, they come home every year, for instance, and in some cases annually to celebrate along with us during the festive season. They buy land in Belize. They, they send home remittances. And so often they... But let me ask you specifically, Hubert, do you... But are you um, and Nancy, I want you to answer this also. What about Belizeans participating fully in the electoral process? Do you, is that, is that's that what I'm coming to, that's what I'm coming okay, to. Okay, all right, go ahead. Brother I hope I'm not taking too long, but I'm, not, I'm coming no, to the point. I'm, make, I'm making an argument. Brother, take as long as you I'm, want. I'm making an argument why, in fact, I feel that, the way I feel, you know, because when I remember, when I recall Marion Jones listening to that class Belize many, many years ago, I, there was a sense of nationalism which doesn't, which doesn't come ordinarily. So I, I, I feel that the people who are in the United States are believers just like myself. And so I think that they have to reserve full voting rights. Full voting rights. Even though recognizing that there, is, there might be an impediment in terms of, of the fact that there is allegiance to other countries. But I think that puts up in a position to be able to, to be aware of that particular risk. Be able to develop a position which will ensure that, that whatever risk there is could be mitigated, but we need to give our Belizeans their full rights. And the arguments are here, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm very disappointed with the arguments are here, because on the one hand, uh, they are presuming that even though there is this allegiance to another country, that, that, that's how the law operates. The law is such that you can't find somebody guilty before he does the crime. And so if you're presuming that the person who is a Belizean will in fact not act uh, in a way which secures the, 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 the leaders of Belize, I think it is wrong. And so I believe that our Belizeans deserve uh, a right to be Belizeans, and they can't be denied that right based on some presumption that uh, they would act contrary to the best interests of the league. Um, including, but I also feel like there is... Do No, including... And, and I, I just want to make this... Because, just, you know, including I, I just want to make this... this no, what I, what I said, Hubert, I wanted to make this clear because I don't want people to, to be misconstrued by my meaning. Including if they so desire. Like I said, if they so desire to hold if national office. Precisely so. Precisely so. If they so okay, desire. Right. You're a Belizean, you know. And I, I feel also that, um, that it is an opportunity for us as Belize to benefit from this new emerging um, world. It, 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 just listen, we live now in a globalized world, Brother Pipersburg. And that globalized world demands that we have our resources. In fact, we have our, we're on top of the game, you know, because what the world demands now is quality. That quality requires us to have expertise. Those expertise are within our brothers who reside in the United States. So it is foolhardy for us to pretend that, in fact, um, 
we can continue to survive without our brothers who have actually had the experience and expertise who can actually use it to our benefit. And I was sometimes thinking that uh, listen, uh, there are brothers, but yet they can't enjoy the political freedoms which we have enjoyed. No, 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 no. I agree that that has to change, and I, I think that our party, we have, we have had a meeting of this matter within our party, and we have agreed that following up upon, following up upon what we had recommended earlier in terms of the voting for Belizeans, we feel that Belizeans are to be given the right uh, to run for elective office. Belizeans who are born Belizeans, who have been here for all their lives, who have been who are, who are born Belizeans, who recognize Belizeans as, as the territory, and that that right has to include uh, running for elective office, if it's so desired. All right, thank you. Nancy, specifically, I, I touched, Hubert touched on, you know, a subject that, that we have been discussing uh, for the past couple of weeks on this show and on these blogs, you know, the, the role, the specific role of Belizeans of dual nationality who live in the diaspora, you know, in terms of us, not just having the right to vote, but, you know, exercising a franchise is very important. Am I going to, I'm not going to um, dissuade that, but, or, 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 or be dismissive of it, but, for example, do you believe that, 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 um, that, Belizeans, are, are there any impediments or any criteria that you think that Moses was specific in his, in his uh, viewpoint? Do you have a particular uh, viewpoint as it relates to any Belizean who, you know, live in the last Friday, you know, to, to competing in, like, in the electoral process besides voting? Hubert, um, I think I explained to you before that I was one of those Belizeans living in the diaspora. I lived in LA for a number of years and moved around a bit. Um, there's nobody that can tell me that you're less of a Belizean than anybody living in Belize. Um, I know that I saw patriotism like I have never seen before in the diaspora. You know, and I know that you guys care for Belize. I also know for a fact that we leave Belize not because we want to be American citizens or because we want to leave Belize uh, for anything else, but Belize forces you to leave Belize for the lack of opportunities that Belize offers to its people. You know, and America's arms is open to brain drain any country. So a lot of, a lot of very, very intelligent people will ask to America because we do not provide the opportunities for them to stay in Belize and make a different, uh, uh, a better living, you know, for them and their families. So I think it is high time that Belize opens its arms to the diaspora, to our Belizeans, and give them incentives to come back, give them tax breaks, give them opportunity to buy property, to develop businesses, to invest back in Belize. And yes, of course, give them the opportunity to vote and to run for elected office. I mean, Thank Christ, you very much. If, we, if we give that to the expats that come to Belize, and we look at Penner, and we look at the Chinaman in Belize, what they do to our country, I mean, it is ridiculous to not give that opportunity and better to our own Belizeans. You have the right, and your children have the right to claim the patrimony of Belize. There's nobody that can tell me any different or convince me of any different. I know that the, the Constitution contradicts the preamble because the preamble is the spirit of the Constitution, and the preamble tells you that that's your born right. So we need to change that in the Constitution and bring back our Belizeans that want to come and give them the opportunities that the Belize can offer, man. 
The needs have the resources for all of us to share. But what happens is that we elect thieves in there that take the opportunities for themselves and the poor and the working class are ignored and are pressured and are victimized and we can't make that living and we can't offer you the opportunity that you seek. But at the same time, uh, Hubert... uh, Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Hubert. We we, we know of persons uh, who have gotten economic citizenship who are putting themselves for running for collective office. No, isn't that a crying shame that we have born Belizeans who want to participate, who are disbarred, when you have persons who come from foreign countries with their own agendas, who are getting involved in the political process? And in fact, what we've seen from the recent experience is that it has not been a good experience at all with those persons who are running collective office in Belize. So my, my brothers, I, I think that there is no alternative to, to what we are suggesting here, that there has to be a full-fledged recognition of the fact that not only is it that our Belizean brothers are well-equipped, they are well-qualified, but that they have a birthright to be able to take up and run collective office despite the impediment that they have. No, as I said already, that that is, a, that is indeed an impediment, but it cannot stop us from putting forward the position that Belizeans have a birthright, they have to be allowed to run collective office. Now, if down the road there is a, quest, a question arises regarding the allegiance, because of course, Hong Kong is a big country, and in fact, there might be a case where uh, you might be called upon to make an allegiance which might be some might compromise the interests of Belize, then that could be dealt with at that point in time. But I still feel that when a point comes, the Belizean person is going to choose Belize. So that then I really have no, no reservation whatsoever to the proposal to, to give Belizeans out of their birthright. And the, and the BIP has, in, in our meetings, it was unanimous that that is where we want to go. And we are, we are very, very surprised that there's a difficulty with water. Um, I, 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 I recall that this water was been debated for many, many, in fact, recently there was an article appearing in, in a paper and it quoted a former Jamaican Prime Minister, Mr. Bruce Golding. And if, you, if you may, I can read a couple of lines of it, if you don't mind, Mr. Piper's work. Yeah, go ahead. Do you mind? No, yeah. no, go ahead, brother. What, what, what is said here in Malapai-Bosburg is that the, the Prime Minister Bruce Golding made a statement. He says, and I quote, says, there is an absurdity that has to be corrected that someone who is Jamaican, born and bred, who has behaved virtually all his life or her life in Jamaica, but who becomes a citizen of the United States is not eligible to serve, but someone who was not born in Jamaica, has resided in Jamaica for only 12 months, is a citizen of any commonwealth country, is not only eligible to be elected as member of parliament, but can become a prime minister of Jamaica. Um, so that is, you know, the, the kind of absurdity which we find ourselves in, and it has to be corrected, and I believe that um, that with the emergence of uh, 
new forces on the political scene in the league. We will see that that matter uh, be corrected. All right. And see, um, uh, you know, excellent, Hubert. I want to thank you for, you know, that very uh, eloquent response. Nancy, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and, um, you know, and I know I've seen this without, throughout the, uh, the history of, um, of Belize's body politics in terms of uh, the contribution of women. I know my good friend um, Aria Lightfoot is one of those. She's one of the main proponents of, you know, I think she did a, I want to say her thesis for her master's on that particular thing there, or she did an essay or a paper on that. But um, her concern that, you know, that, that, that women in politics in Belize have to uh, maintain this sort of uh, machismo bias that the men in Belize have against them. And, um, you know, if you look in our history, uh, you know, I mean, currently in the House we have Dolores Balores Garcia and in the House of Representatives, but um, that's it. I mean, you know, we, you know, we, you know, Discuss with us what you believe um, the you know the role you know how you could incorporate more women or more women who have a vision that is based on right-mindedness and not within the narrow partisan divide of TUP UDP. Um, Hubert, it's 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 a hard thing, and I I won't um. I won't lie to you. It's very hard to be a woman in politics in Belize, um, especially if you intend to be so in any of the two major parties. Um, and I will say it's very, very much. If, if you, if anybody that followed the trajectory of my um, of my participation with the PUP will see that what I, the things that I went through, another woman went through, like Lesbia Guerra in in Benke in the the Kaya West went through where um, Photoshop nude images were posted up, um, where we were f- painted as being um, too feminist, where a lot of attacks to our integrity. And this is because they try to not have women participate fully. The Belize People's Front actually have 50% women um, in, in participating fully in, in, the, in the core leadership as well as the membership, we want to have 50% um, women. But, you know, it, it depends on the woman. Um, I mean, I, I feel that I came on top with all of the, with all of the attacks and with all of them uh, trying to, to put me down as a woman. Um, and we do have strong women in Belize um, that can do it. The Belize People's Front is, um, is now looking for um, ways to train women who want to run for elected office. I think that you need to be very, very strong to run because they will attack your integrity. But it's not the voting populace. Let me make that clear. I think that I was very welcomed, and not once can I report um, a voter attacking me for being a woman or saying anything negative for me being a woman. It's actually the politicians that believe that they have a right either because they have a born right because of their DNA, like in the case of most of the PUP leaders, um, or uh, because they are men and politics is a man's game. Um, I was told that many times. Politics is a man's game. Nobody's going to spoon feed you. All kinds of little warnings like that. But it's really up to the woman. Um, I think that if we take out in all of these excuses and we face up to the challenge, it is possible, and we have brilliant women in Belize that can make it. A lot of them um, hesitate to go on a political pa- platform because they have seen what they're going to face, 
And it's good that they come in sober, knowing and expecting that they're going to face that. When I went in, I didn't expect that I was going to face that um, from a party that I was a member of. But um, it, 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 it was happy for me that, um, to, to note that none of the um, voters, none of the, the, the members of my community um, really did anything like that to me, or they actually welcomed me. And a lot of people in Belize uh, state the, the need, the urgent need of having women in, in office. Okay, I, I hope that answers your question. Yes, yes, excellent. Um, no, let's, let's touch on a very salient topic that, that, um, that occurred in Belize, that's occurring in Belize as we speak, and that's the, uh, the BNTU, uh, you know, and, and not just the BNTU in particular, but the role of the unions in general. You know, but specifically the BNTU um, and um, and how they're related to, to, you know, in terms of them uh, agitating for pay increases. They had this huge rally um, yesterday morning in um, San Ignacio, and I was, you know, I was watching via um, Plus TV, and I saw people like Will Mejia, Mary Caridi, uh, Don Hector Silva, um, my. You know, my, you know, two of my buddies, Wilma, he and Parker Smith, who got up and addressed the, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the teachers, and you know, I, and I couldn't help but wonder, you know, um, it was it, it, it was not necessarily a no, it, this was no ordinary protest, you know, and, you know, because they joined forces with a with a very substantial movement in Cayo, which uh, instituted the business shutdown, you know, and. Uh, and a, a protest to, you know, against crime because there has been, as, as we saw, crime dropped in Belize. There has been a marked increase in crime inside Ignacio. So, um, so, um, and, and they were also focusing on the government's, uh, this particular government, um, inaction or lock thereof as it relates to trying to to address, you know, the question of crime. But the question, Nancy, is, um, was your group a part of that? Were your group invited, or were your group ever? Um, sit, did you sit at the table with with these people I mentioned, or with with, with with the teachers and them to discuss how the Belize People's Front could play a role in in you know in, in helping out in something like this? Um, well, Hubert, we support the teachers 100%. In fact, we made a trip all the way to Orange Walk to stand with the teachers on their first rally in Orange Walk. In San Ignacio, we did not take a part. Uh, First, we had um, a little conflict with the organizers, which called themselves initially um, the color purple because of our affiliate members, the purple movement. I think they tried to um, piggyback on the popularity of the purple movement, which is a group of youths, um, and, and we had to protect the integrity of the purple movement. So, And then the, the, um, the demands that they made, example, to bring back Chester Williams, um, just some demands that, that the Belize People's Front did not want to have a part of. So we did not support the shutdown of the businesses because we think that the demands were a little bit ridiculous and um, did not have any, um, any base. Um, and, uh, and as you can see, or, or the, the media saw, that the shutdown didn't happen. There was no businesses that shut down in Cayo for that. Um, well, but we support I was reading somewhere on the blog where they were saying that... Um and that um, the reason, one of the reasons why the business didn't shut down was because um, the police or members of you know were going around telling the business that it's illegal to close their doors. I saw that on enough enough on one of the uh, pages. Know, um, called enough enough page. 
You know, Hubert, pitifully, these are the kinds of excuses that certain people use in our community. But I'll tell you one thing. I have full confidence in the, in the business people in Kayo. Um, they support my projects 100%, and we have good relationship with the business people. I feel insulted for them that anybody would say that the town council or the police can intimidate our business houses like that. Our business people are no fools. They know that they have the right to close their doors whenever they feel like, I mean, Christ, some of them close on Sunday, some of them to keep their Sabbath on Saturday. You know, some of them close when they feel like clones. There's, there's no, they know that there's no law or nobody can persecute them for that. So when they insult our business people like that, I, I really take it as a personal offense. They're, they're undermining the intelligence of our business people. There was no such thing. The, belie- the, the business people did not close their doors because of the person that asked them to close their doors. It okay, wasn't so let me get this and, they su- and they support, the, and, 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 and don't get me wrong, they support the teachers 100%. And some of the business people went to the rally and listened and, and went back to their, to their business houses to conduct business. But they will not close uh, without any real reason to close. Let me tell you... Um, um, so you were against... So you weren't against the you weren't against necessarily against the business closure, just the timing or the methodology. Is, I mean, is that what you're saying here? Then I was I was against the reasons why they were asking. I was against the demands that they made for the people of Cayo because this were this was like four people that got together, um, led by mostly expats that said, "All right, these are our demands, and we want our business people to close." Of course, business people are not going to close. Come on. You know, but I support fully that we do need to stand up to, to, to corruption. We do need to stand up to crime, but this needs to come from the people. This needs to come from our Belizean people. And when the people of San Ignacio or the people of anywhere in Belize ask our business houses to shut their doors for a reasonable cause, they will. I mean, we saw that when the, when the Purple Movement decided to protest, how many thousands of people didn't go out there? How many business people closed their doors? Everybody, everybody went out when Jasmine Lowell was killed, when Purple was killed. Everybody went out and closed their businesses and protested with us because it came from the people. But when you come with hidden agendas, business people are no fools. They know who they're dealing with and they know who they're talking to in Cayo. Cayo has been a force on its own fighting crime. You know what I'm All talking right. about? So okay, when the so right people ask, we will see those doors close. All right. Well, Hubert, um, coming back, you know, as far as the Belize, the Belize the National Teachers Union and their and their drive for um, for uh, just pay, you know, um, salary increases, um, which is one of the demands. Um, what do you? I mean, do you do you do you, do you support the the methodology that the, you know the methodology that the way they're going about it or you know, I mean, you've been in contact with them. Did you get invited to this to this rally? Because uh, you you you're a leader of the VIP. Were you approached? Did you sit at the table with with, the, with this higher group that came together? What was your involvement? Well, Brother um, Bert, I let me say that I, as a past leader of the PSU, I was the PSU for many years. In fact, that's, uh, that's where I diverted to becoming the politics after I left the CSU as a president of the leader of union. And in fact, I was involved with this, this very kind of activity. I feel, for instance, that 
nothing is going to happen if the workers themselves do not express uh, some militants. Uh, it is a precondition in my mind to anything happening. Nothing, nothing comes by charity. You have to work for it, basically. And so I'm very happy that the BNCU have taken a position to go and to be more militant uh, because it's all too militant that things are going to happen for workers. I totally agree. I totally support them. The VIP has supported the BNCU struggle. We, we are disappointed that it is not a joint struggle because it is, only, it is not only teachers that are going to benefit. It's also public officers. And certainly in my time when I was president of the union, we worked together at the BNCU. And in fact, I am a bit disappointed now because it feels as though it is the BNCU that it has taken over now and has become the champion of workers. When in fact, many years ago, it was the PSU uh, that have expressed that kind of militant, you know, you know to, to, to get things to workers. Um, and so I, 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 will, I will beg for more solidarity with the other unions. Um, and I think that we need to have more, an increased uh, militance uh, for the purpose of getting what is rightly ours. That workers do not, are not unreasonable people. Workers ask for things. And right, imagine that public officers and, and teachers have not gotten an increase over 10 years. They have been working at the same rate for over 10 years. Yeah, that's like getting a pay cut. When you factor in inflation and and cost of living and all, because it's like they'll be working, it's like getting a pay cut. So I I agree with you that we, you know the, the, the BNTU, the cause is just. Let's not let's not mince words. The cause of the Bleed National Teachers Union is just. But I my my concern, my question to Hubert is that that you know since you know you know we are discussing how we could you know for better governance and jurisprudence. You know, when you have two, you, know, you have Nancy Marine, you know, who represents the Belize People's Front. You have Hubert Henriquez, who is uh, representing the vision inspired by the people. You know, a movement, these two movements that's trying to, 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 be, ter- to be alternatives to the status quo. Whenever you see in, uh, a cause that is just like, the, like the, um, the teachers' union's cause that they're agitating for, why is it that, you know, I didn't see any of you, your people there? And I was wondering to myself, you know, if you guys are, you know, going to be representing. I don't, Nancy gave a reason, which, you know, I respect. But, you know, if, if you're going to be agitating for, for, to, to be leaders and to be, um, to be part of the, peop- the, the, the popular struggle, shouldn't you have insisted that you, that, you know, that, that, that you were there? What, what, I'm still trying to figure out why you guys were not okay. part of this. Yeah. Two, two, two things are... Well, you were two things. Let me say quickly. One, uh, we have been involved, certainly the VIP has been involved in discussions with the unions at the level of the PUC. In fact, we have had, uh, I would say, a total of three meetings with the PUC, dialoguing with them, with Mr. Patrick Rogers and myself, another person who have visited and have uh, had discussions with the PUC on ways in which the political part, the VIP in particular, and the union need to come together and talk together on certain issues because really we have a common purpose. And so we've had, we've on time, uh, especially at, at the level of the PUC, because there are those persons in unions who feel that they ought to be independent of political parties. And so it's out of that respect for the independence of political parties, of that perception, that at times we tend to want to play a, a back role, so to speak. And because my wife is a teacher. My wife is out there. And I got my T-shirt from my wife. 
and mm-hmm. I was supposed to go there except that a, a, a member of my, uh, well, um, there is a, a death in the, in the VIP family, so to speak, and the funeral was taking place at the very same time, you know. But um, we, we, need to, we need to sometimes respect the wishes of people if they want to appear independence. We recognize that they perhaps they're not at the level where we want them to be in terms of not being afraid of, 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 of being seen with persons who have the same cause. You know, but um, it happens that that's where it is, and um, we need to respect, respect the right of the, the, the request of those persons. Okay. Um, Nancy, you were, you were, may Nancy. I just interject? Sure, go ahead, Nancy. Sorry? Go ahead. Um, go yes, ahead. I just want to say the, the Belize People's Front as a union uh, was not invited to participate, um, mostly, I think, because we had expressed our concerns with some of the demands that was made initially um, when it was just a shutdown. Um, thereafter... The organizers of the shutdown decided to to ride with the teachers. Um, since I guess I guess the logic was because the dates were close enough. Um, but we respect our affiliate members, and when um, the the Purple Movement had an issue with them trying to use the name of the Purple Movement, and they made a public uh, statement about it. Um, I, I guess we could not participate uh, fully the way we would have wanted to back the teachers simply because of that, um, that unity between the teachers and the organizers of the shutdown. Um, but I want to say also that um, the Belize People's Front and myself personally have really good relationship with our teachers here in Cayo. Um, we participate fully in our schools and we believe that they deserve even more than they ask for. Um, I have seen, um, for example, in St. Barnabas School, which is one of the schools that we work with, um, teachers take out of their pocket to feed children that come to school without breakfast. Teachers take out of their bucket, pocket to give um, for funds for school, for uh, payments, for tuitions. They take out of their pocket um, for supplies to pay the electricity, which is something that government should be doing. I mean, many times they cut out the electricity from our schools that we work with, and the teachers put together, or they take their weekends to fundraise to really keep these schools going. So they deserve much more than what they asked for, and, and the Belize People's Front would have wanted to participate fully, but we cannot condone something wrong simply because the teachers united with them. And the teachers have all right, and we respect their rights to unite with any group that they want to unite with. But I believe that the teachers should have kept it with just the teachers' um, rights and the teachers' demand and the teachers' fight, and then they would have gotten a lot more support. If the teachers would have asked the, the, the business houses to shut down, I guarantee you that the business houses would have shut down. But you cannot put a, a, a false agenda with a genuine agenda and expect to have the support of everybody. If you are, you understand what I mean? You understand. I think one of the things that I, you know, that we have been guilty of, and you know, we've, you know, which is a valid criticism, is that you know, creating synergy. Because see, I mean, if we're gonna be, if we, if we gonna, if we want to lead popular struggles or movements, we have to be able to you know, have operational um, work, an uh, operational working relationship with with different groups or different entities despite whatever if our philosophy if we have philosophical differences and you know we have to I, be able I to have you. sorry you go know, ahead. We have, 
go we have to be able to have you know that that working relationship but i i you know i'm not trying to like you know pigeonhole your opinion on anything just that i had read on your um on your um on your post a post that you made regarding the rally which could be perceived as not you know as you know as maybe nitpicking on the rally so that's why i was trying to give you an opportunity to um you know to to, to put it go on the record and you know let people know where you stand on these very important national issues you know you understand know, what i'm saying yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want anybody to, to mistake it. We we support 100%, and we will be in PG to support them. Um, don't get me wrong. It's I mean, the, the teachers are important to us. The unions are important to us, and we will unite with them, and we are, we are united with them to support. But we cannot support any agenda just because it's an agenda. We cannot support um, any organization just because it decides to be an organization. Um, we have to know that it is to the benefit of majority of our population. If it is not to the benefit of our people, then the people, then the Belize People's Front will not be in support of it. We are looking to better our country, not just because we'll go out in unity or there will be a lot of people. We're not interested in 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 attention. I mean, we we have we have enough attention and we can demand attention when we need to. But we won't use that to the to stand yeah. for any 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 ideas. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we don't have we don't have we run, we, you know, we have but, but a, we have like I, maybe I, like three Bert. minutes remaining. So Hubert, um, I want you guys to wrap up your you know give me your closing statement. You know, in about a minute or so, because we only have like about a three minutes remaining. Go ahead, Hubert. Quickly, if you want to comment on what Nancy said, then give me a closing statement. Yeah, but I, but I think about the first word that in fact what we have to really focus on is the fact that it was completely unnecessary for us to have taken this course of action that if in fact the government has, if in fact we've had the kind of governance that we need in this country, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have required that persons go there and take a day off or, or, or disrupt the schools to get the attention of the government. And so really and truly the government must be called for, for being delinquent or, or perhaps um, not, 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 not governing in a way which is proper. But then um, to get my closing remarks, I want to say, Brother that I was totally um, uh, delighted with this program. I feel that this is the kind of initiative that we need for us to have the connection with the, with the diaspora. Um, because really and truly, um, it is only through our linkages and using all of our resources, our human resources, that we are going to be able to, to, to make a sustainable livelihood in our country. We depend on you guys, you know, and you guys have the expertise, you guys have a lot of experience, and I think that um, you are in the United States for a purpose, and that you have already demonstrated that, in fact, you, 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 you have strong uh, affiliation to Belize. I believe that that, that itself uh, merits and warrants that we look at our lives so All right. to make sure that all right, brother. We, we I have to get Nancy in there because it, you know Nancy. Thanks, brother, brother, brother Hubert. I, I don't mean to uh, the, the time, time press for time, but um, I want to thank you, Nancy. In less than uh, forty-five seconds, what what is it that you uh, you want us to you know leave us with? I want to thank you first of all to to have me on here, um, Hubert. Um, thank the people that are listening and give me the opportunity. Um, I want to say that as Belize faces corruption and mismanagement of funds and resources, there's a strong need for unity to exchange experiences, strengthening alliances um, between social movements, unions, working people, NGOs, political parties. And I want to give 
a warm embrace and welcome to the Belize Diaspora and ask you guys to exchange with us, find us on Facebook, talk to us, and let us know how you want to participate in the movement of change for Belize. And you are welcome to participate. Please tell us what you what you think. Exchange Alrighty. with us your ideas and That's your experiences. Thank you. Thank, thanks, Nancy. Uh, I want to thank um, both Hubert and Nancy uh, from the Hubert from the VIP and Nancy from the Belize uh, People's Front. You know, they shared their vision for Belize's future with us, and it was a very spirited and uh, wonderful discussion. We learned a lot from them and. And um, I, I, I certainly am very happy that I was able to, to bring them on, and I thank them for coming on, you know. And um, to all the listeners out there who heard this discussion, um, this is only the one in the chapter of many to help to promote a different ideology with respect to developing our country. So I want to tell everybody that who is out there listening, do the right thing. God bless you, and have a wonderful weekend, and stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hubert. Thank you, my buddy.